Trish Clues, Tom Harrison, welcome to the Jazz Podcast. Hey, Rob. Thanks, Rob. How are you guys doing? Uh, good, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It is a um, a warm and sunny June Friday morning. <laughs> yeah. Thanks it's, for having us on, Rob. It's my pleasure, Trish. You know, it was well over a year ago that we did your first episode. Really. Hey, yeah, seven, it does. Seventeenth of February, twenty seventeen. Wow! Yeah. And I still haven't started a trouser business, so things must be going well for me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> still got enough gigs to be uh, keeping out of trouble. Yeah. So, um, haven't done any jazz news in months, but I'm going to drop some in here rather conveniently because. Um, a couple of months ago, we played on Dan Berry's show a little preview of a project of his called Third Estate. Um, but that that the whole track is live. You can Google it or YouTube it or, you know, something. And uh, there's a cool video for it as well. And then if you're still looking for something else to do in the jazz community, you can go on my Kickstarter because I'm going to beat everyone over the head with a stick about it. But actually... Thanks mostly to you, Trish. It's really, really nearly done. Um, mostly to me. <laughs> yeah. How's that? <laughs> well, you know, in my in the dark times at the beginning, you were very quick to support it and make me feel like I wasn't going to go down in a blaze of um, glory or not glory, you know. Um, so anyway, if you Google Gods of Apollo, then uh, you'll find it. It's... Uh, easily found there's like 200 pounds left until it tips over the funding minimum which is glorious um and then just played some of the song tap dance um so this is all about the emulsion six festival is that how i should say it uh yeah yeah okay great that's a good start it's so i it's the sixth one uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. What is it? Tell us about it. Uh, um, well, uh, it's um, a festival that celebrates uh, new music and improvisation. So that is uh, purposefully open. Um, and uh, yeah, I started it in 2012. And um, we've had a variety of... Um, collaborations and guests and things that have happened to it um but i guess that the, the tom tom harrison came on board in uh was it 2016 tom um yes because we were planning for 2017 weren't we yeah so he kind of um started uh 
we started working together on it um, a couple of years ago, and then Tom's first festival was a March of Five. What made you in- invite Tom to come give you a hand with it? Well, I'd known um, Tom for a little while anyway, um, sort of hanging out and talking about music and things. Um, and it just got to the point um, after, I think it was after Emulsion 3. Emulsion 3 was like a two-night thing. And, you know, to be frank, putting on these things is a lot of work. <laughs> and, and it kind of got got to the point. I mean, it's just like anything really... Um, people have this illusion that there's some kind of um, easy stardom solution to music out there and there isn't one really Um, it's a question of um, believing in the things that you want to do and sticking at them and working really hard for them Um, and uh, so I needed to find uh, someone who had the same ethos basically which tom does um and uh and basically it's meant that emulsion three for me it was there were lots of great things that happened but it kind of uh, uh completely took it out of me um and took away the energy that it required to take away from all the brilliant musicy things that were happening so i needed to ensure that that didn't happen again um so and now that doesn't happen. So now when emulsion happens, um, even though it's still loads of hard work, um, me and Tom share it out and it means that the focus can be on the music rather than most of it being all the boring stuff. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Which is good because I think it through the work in emulsion, we've, there's been two commissions, which is a big part of the festival, hasn't there, that have actually gone on to win Basker Awards. So that's pretty great. Yeah. That, yeah. what, what are these awards? Yeah, uh, so, uh, well, Tom, you, you go. Um, well, it's, uh, it's probably the most, um, one of the most prestigious awards you can uh, be nominated for, for uh, contemporary jazz composition. That's why uh, I've never heard of it then. The kind of awards I'm up for would be things like when Joey gets nominated for a soapy. Um, <laughs> you know, awards when you're in your own house. Kind yeah, of scenario. exactly. The Jazz Podcast Awards. <laughs> God, that's <laughs> such a good idea. Um, that's yeah. <laughs> oh, you have to get trophies made up, though, Rob. Yeah, I do. Don't worry about that. When when I need the budget for something as um, important as my own award, um, there'll be money for a trophy. That's for sure. Yeah. Wow, you just. You just blew the jazz podcast wide open with that remark. That's there we go. See, if you've got any surplus for your crowdfunder, Rob, then you know where that money's going to get invested. Big time. Enormous, <laughs> enormous trophies. Maybe cut that bit out of the crowdfunder section. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I've just compromised the jazz news um, and people's faith in my abilities. So, yeah, sorry, you were saying, so that, that well, that's really amazing that that, you know, that you can be in a position to create new music and that it's gone on to have such recognition as well as a result of the festival. Exactly. And we're trying to continue it this year with two new commissions, aren't we? Um, with yeah. two fa- fantastic composers. Uh, yeah. Uh, Robert Mitchell and Nikki Isles. 
Oh, lovely. So, um, before I ask about them, why why Shrewsbury? Has it always been in Shrewsbury? Uh, no, uh, um, it started off, um, the first one was at the Vortex in London, um, and then, yeah, it kind of happened in London for about three of them. Then we did a residency uh, at Cheltenham Music Festival in 2015, I think it was. Uh, and then um, 2016, I guess that must have been a sort of planning year, but then very early in 2017, we had a and five in Birmingham and then really it's just been about trying to move the festival around and um and just sort of find interesting ways to connect with people um and Shrewsbury is where I grew up um so when I was planning uh, basically this one it's going to be a two-night thing so I haven't we haven't done a two-night thing since um, a Martian three, um, but I wanted to sort of have a kind of uh, it to feel like a, a residency, I guess, um, in Shrewsbury because we did some workshops and the run up to it as well. And it was basically just that the the art centre where um, the gateway where the festival is going to be um, on June fifteenth and sixteenth. I'll just drop in there. Um, Excellent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I play there every time I go home and I've got a really good relationship with the woman who, uh, Muriel Williamson, who runs um, lots of concerts there. Um, so it was really just out of ease. Um, but the interesting thing is as as it's gone on, so we've had these two workshops, there's one in March and one in April, um, and now the festival coming up. Um, it's been really great. Like The energy um, has been fantastic. And um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens after the festival. But I, it was it was kind of it's kind of been an unexpected. Well, I knew it was going to be. I knew it was going to feel nice, but because obviously I, I know a lot of people there. But it, it's been kind of I don't know, even more rewarding than I was expecting, shall we say? Oh. So we'll see what happens after the festival. But and we'll see what Tom thinks because Tom hasn't been up yet. So had <laughs> <laughs> you always wanted to move it around? Because it seems like a wonderful idea to go to different places with it you know as opposed to kind of expecting your whole audience to come to London every year I mean it's, it's interesting because uh, I mean I suppose a big part uh, the cornerstone uh, idea behind this is like trying to get trying to uh, demystify contemporary music or new music you know new contemporary music is already like too much of a label we prefer new music because it you know this it's kind of trying to be boundary free as much as possible but uh in, you know that can put people off you know and we're, we're really interested in trying to reach audiences that aren't necessarily exposed to this kind of music you know which is last time we did it in the this uh, mac art center in birmingham which is kind of an open plan art center it's quite a big well-known art center but for those who don't know it um there's a lot of open space and people walking around and we were trying to utilize that space as much as possible invite people in to check out the music you know so um this is kind of building on that more community focused music making idea. Yeah. Um, and I think that's moving it around is, you know, geographically is kind of a really good way of doing that, you know, in, yeah. in trying to find new people to listen to it. So, um, yeah. So Tom, when Trish asked you, were you instantly like, yes, I'm, I want to be involved. 
like well, of course I, I mean I actually came to the first one uh, at the Vortex oh, yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, which was great yeah and um, of course yeah I mean I was I, I, like Trish was saying you know we've been friends for for ages uh, and you know I knew I knew what was going on and it was great to be asked to do it and just to have, to have the opportunity to actually be involved in commissioning uh, new music you know it's not something I you know in the rest of what I'm doing uh, professionally it's not something that I'm really involved with so it's really fantastic to try and uh, find people to work with and build these new kind of relationships in different areas of music you know so yeah of course it was it was great so this next track we're going to check out muted lines but before I hit the play button um who's who's written this how does this exist so muted lines was it was kind of a, jo- a kind of a joint commission except that I was the, the sole commissioner but um in the sense that um again I'd known Suzanne um for a little while and um she'd worked with um Chris Montague who's in my band and Callum Gawley who I've played a lot with um and is in does motion as well um and she'd got a project I think it was called iMusic I think um so I'd you know um I'd been thinking about um asking her to do something for emulsion for a while yeah. um as you know you know we all have these ideas but making them happen um you need a little thing called money so yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I kind of saw that um there was a deadline coming up for some funding and I just thought oh I'm just going to put something together it was like a sort of um, last minute thing um although obviously I've been thinking about the music for a while so we kind of had a quick chat and I put something together relatively quickly um and uh so it was kind of like uh half for my band my iris um so the meet the track muted lines came out on my album from last year yeah um but it was also sort of like a joint thing. So um, it was also joint with Emulsion. So we did some crowdfunding last year um, for the festival. So she kind of had like two premieres, if you like. So it was the kind of album version. But then we had the Sinfonietta version where she did kind of like a uh, a larger orchestration. So um, for the listeners that aren't aware, who who's Savannah? Um, like... So Savan, uh, well, her full name is Savan Horrocks Hopayan, and she's a composer, a vocalist, and a harpist as well. Okay, so has she uh, written all of the music that we're playing this morning? Uh, she's written, she wrote Muted Lines. Okay. Who yep. wrote Tap Dance? So that's mine. Okay, and what about, oh no, we'll come to the, so, okay, so Tap Dance we heard at the start, Muted Lines is now. Um, I'm going to hit play, and then we'll talk about it.
So who's in the Sinfonietta? What's the lineup? It's the least. Um, it's a loose collection of people. Um, I think on the track that you just heard, um, it was Anna Olsen on violin, uh, Rachel Lander on cello, uh, Max Welford on bass clarinet, Callum Gourley on bass, uh, Ross Stanley on Hammond organ, James Madrin on drums, Chris Montague on guitar, and myself on a uh, bit of vocals and tennis saxophone. Mm. Um, so that was from last year. Um, it it kind of depends which recording and what year we're talking about. I mean, basically it started out as, um, it just came out of the first festival, actually, the Sinfonietta, because um, we had all these commissions um, for the first one. Uh, and so we had, ended up with this sort of like slightly random group of there was kind of my quartet at the time which was uh Callum Chris and James yeah and um and then this sort of contemporary players from a contemporary music ensemble so uh there's a cellist called Louise McMonagall um an oboist called Lauren Weavers and um Tom Lassell's a clarinetist yeah. um so obviously none of those guys were on that particular recording last year but they but they would be on other ones that yeah. you can hear of us and in fact louise um louise is doing um this festival coming up the martian six okay. um so it's kind of so it was such a sort of random collection of instruments that it was kind of too lovable not to do more with it really um and so yeah so basically all the repertoire kind of um is centered around um that lineup uh, um, but over time, obviously, we've added stuff, so violin, trumpet sometimes. Um, and it really is uh, just a case of who we've commissioned and who who else happens to be in the festival. So um, obviously, because I've been working with um, Ross a lot in the last few years, um, he ended up being on pieces. But then we've got loads of nice coincidences like uh, Joe Cutler's piece that you're going to play in a bit, mm-hmm. um, which is an incredibly long title that i can never remember correctly um i've got it here here. karembu's guide to the complete defensive midfielder well done (laughs) that's such a good title yeah i actually got it up in advance because it's quite hard to remember Mm, do you know i did the same thing in fear that i would make a yet again an idiot of myself when we came to that Uh, but <laughs> it's so long my editing software's cut off all but the word Karenbo because it just can't <laughs> it can't cope with can't it. Have, I know. Um but yeah the funny thing is that piece has um a jazz organ part. So when when Joe got so Cheltenham Music Festival commissioned Joe to write that piece for us. So I hadn't worked with Joe before that. Um uh, but the funny thing is he'd written like this sort of um, inverted commas jazz organ part, which was to do with this really quirky like keyboard, like really rubbish synthy keyboard sound that he had. I, I don't know where this idea came from. But anyway, so it had this sort of quirky, weird keep, uh, synth jazz organ sounds. So come this festival, um, because Ross is going to have his Hammond organ there anyway, um, and the lineup's going to be slightly. We've got a bassoon this time, so I'm going to get um, Cat the bassoonist to read over the bass part as well. I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to 
basically I'm just going to say to Russell, we'll take the jazz organ part and do so because it's quite small. It's just this little, almost like a sample thing. But I'm going to sort of say, oh, well, why didn't you muck around with it and see what happens? So basically, it's. I mean, for me, like the most exciting thing about all this is if you if you kind of um, look at like the contemporary classical world. Um, I mean, they, they kind of have all this money kind of wrapped up in maybe one big premiere of a piece and then a lot of this music that gets commissioned never gets played again yeah you know like but whereas like in in the in the sort of improv jazz world um or certainly in emulsion world anyway that's just it's literally the opposite of that i mean we get to play this music kind of year after year and like with savannah's piece we get to play it in all the time and and the composers you know that we choose to work with a very open mind so joe like i mean he, i don't think he would call himself a jazz musician but um but he certainly worked with a lot of improvisers and he's really open-minded and so i kind of said to him i was like oh can we muck around with your piece of it he was like yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we want to encourage you know it's about encouraging this ethos um of, of being open-minded and the players being involved in new music you know not in the way that it is in in the world that we're used to um so they're part of it because i i i just i really have a thing about this it's like if if the composer is not connected to the players then how on earth is the audience going to be connected to the to either the players or the composer you know like it it makes no sense to me so i feel quite strongly about this obviously which is why i'm talking about it now (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um, the whole festival, is it all the Sinfonietta playing? Uh, no, it's not. We've got some different things happening. Uh, the, it's over two nights. You um, see, Tom, I could have researched this, but instead I've presented the perfect opportunity entirely on purpose for you to uh, <laughs> explain it to me. To explain it, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's over uh, over two nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The uh, the Sinfonietta features on the second night. Um, on the first night, we've got uh, what something we're calling Emulsion Miniatures, which is a series of duos and sort of imprompt, more impromptu performances um, of original music and other ideas. We've also got Robert Mitchell, um, sorry, Robert Mitchell playing uh, solo, uh, which is kind of the headline act, mm. which is going to be and he's going to be doing some of his left hand only uh, music, which is going to be fantastic. Oh, cool. And we've also got uh, Emulsify, which mm-hmm. is uh, Trish's new interactive performance idea, um, which she's been working on. I don't know if you want to say some stuff about that, Trish. Yeah. Um, well, basically, um, I started, well, I'm just trying to think what the backstory to this is. I mean, as we've been talking about, Tom and I have been trying to find um, interesting interesting ways to connect with people um and I was kind of at the point where I was going to apply for some funding to do some workshops um or some research across the the country to sort of figure out how we kind of had this loose idea of of wanting to work with communities as a and, and venues as opposed to just just picking a venue and putting something on and hoping that people would turn up <laughs> yeah somewhere you know? yeah just like actually working with with people in advance. So we've been talking about. I mean, 
much for him. The second we started planning things together, I remember Tom saying like, oh, why don't you put together like a little, um, you know, idea of all the things that that you kind of envisage Emulsion doing in the future. And um, and this was a big part of it. But anyway, in the um, uh, while that was all kind of going on, um, it was suggested to me by Joe, actually, Joe Cutler, who's head of composition at the Royal Birmingham Conservatoire, which is mm. the title, um, that I do a PhD uh, because uh, there's, um, there's sort of a growing community of people doing PhDs um, in Birmingham around jazz and composition and things. Yeah. Uh, so I applied and... Uh, Brilliant. Um, basically meant that um, I didn't need to apply to another funding body to do exactly the same thing. So I'm kind of killing two birds of one stone. Really. Sorry, that cut out a bit there, and I have a feeling it was my cat's fault. Um, did you? Did you said something. I, I'm so sorry. Um, he just put the microphone in his mouth. Um, sorry, you were in Birmingham and you were doing a PhD. Which are you still doing? Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm kind of a, um, this Multify project is all connected to to that research, basically. Um, so, as I said, it was something that I wanted to do anyway, but um, doing it through a PhD um, means that um, I get a PhD as well as doing the research. So, so that's good. Oh, that's uh, really cool. How but, long um, How long will your PhD be for? Well, in theory, I've got another. Um, it's just over a year in theory I'll be handing in stuff next mm-hmm. year but we'll see <laughs> that's really cool um, but um, but yeah so basically Emulsify so we've had these workshops and um, it's all been about um, creating music with uh, the people in the workshop so rather than it just being about musicians uh, kind of guiding or telling other people what to do as the experts is trying to sort of open it up a bit more so that the participants really are like where, where is the how, how do we create equality in that space you know how how do we um create music without or, or as much as possible people feeling that they're properly connected with us rather than they're the listeners and they're the audience. So it's just basically the the workshop and emulsify. Yeah, um, it's all part of that. But this is the first. Um, this is the first one. This is the first time I've done it. So it's all a big experiment. But everyone involved has been totally brilliant, and there's been some really funny moments in in it as well. And um, I should also say that Percy Persglove has been a huge part of this as well. So he's sort of. Um, doing a PhD as well and we've been swapping ideas and I've been he's been working with kind of noise choir and um uh not not quite for the same um he's kind of got a different angle on it but um but he's been a big part of these workshops and um helping me think about how I want to work with people in the future is Percy um, have you seen those videos of him hitting a trumpet with a hammer and then playing it yeah is that is that related to his phd it's not actually no um (laughs) (laughs) that's a pretty easy question to answer for a phd isn't it yeah (laughs) 
You've got to spend three years figuring that one out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good. Well, because that's just what yeah, I imagine not- people do on PhDs. Is like, hey, if I hit this with a hammer, I wonder how it will sound different. Yeah. And then well, I think the answer to that is that Percy can play the trumpet pretty great, <laughs> even if he's been hit with a lump hammer or whatever mm. it was. Was it lump? Yeah, yeah, I love Hammer, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we've tested and, and, and researched there. Is Percy still sounds killing when he's playing basically a solid... A broken trumpet. Yeah. Oh, man. The idea of you two in the lab coat and safety glasses just doing these experiments. <laughs> hey, don't encourage us, Rob. <laughs> I'm jealous. It sounds amazing. Um, okay, so then... Um, Day two of the festival, what's going on? Day two, we've got the Sinfonietta, so we're playing uh, the New Commissions by Robert and uh, Nicky. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're playing uh, a bunch of other stuff that's uh, previously been written, including Joe's piece uh, I think, and Savan's piece, um, and one by Trish as well. Uh, is that right, Trish? Yeah. We don't want you as well, and Ian, right, me. Oh, um, there's also a couple of um, what are the other little things going on. So, uh, Louise McMonagall, cellist, is going to perform um, a little solo piece uh, called Solitude by mm-hmm. Noriko Barber. I think I've got that right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, this, this is a sort of new departure for Emulsion, but basically, uh, Kat, the bassoonist, or Catriona uh, McDermott, um, she is someone that I've met very recently, kind of in the last year, and she's fantastic. Um, oboist, absolutely incredible. Uh, not oboist, bassoonist, right? Yeah. Um, she also plays loads of um, uh, Baroque bassoon as well. And we've had lots of really interesting conversations about um, uh, the connections between um, Baroque, or the ethos of Baroque, actually, um, and uh, and jazz. Um yeah. So, uh, how did this start? Well, first of all, there's a lot of a lot more freedom in baroque music for decoration and embellishment, and um, uh, which is obviously more in keeping with the spirit of of, uh, of jazzland. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, it's very much connected to dance music because at the time, uh, the purpose of a lot of the music that was written was for court um, for dances, and so. A lot of the forms and structures are based around um, the music. Obviously, it's it's incredible music as well, but it, it had like a, a social function, yeah. um, which has a very uh, strong connection with jazz and all the debates around jazz, basically. Um, so how it kind of started out with a lot of social function um, and over time has um, come increasingly... Well, there's always been art in it, of course, but um, it's kind of changed the, the sort of context that you would hear it in and how people think about it. So, so that's really interesting. So we've had lots of conversations about that. Um, and then the other cool thing is she put me on to um, some French Baroque music and they use, I've, I've forgotten the, um, is it in Inigal? Inigal, I can't remember how you pronounce it, but it's basically like Baroque swing (laughs) Um, so I've actually seen kind of evidence of this before um, when I was checking out like a Bach 
um, flute period flute performance once. Yeah. And I, I heard this and realised what it was, and so Kat was explaining to me. So basically, um, uh, I kind of said to her, oh, do you want to perform a little something or other yeah. um, at Emulsion? And she suggested um, doing this sort of French Baroque thing, which I thought was quite cool. So obviously it's not um, technically new music, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, um, we thought um, it would be a really nice compliment to everything else that was um that was going on so that's a new a new thing for emulsion this time a bit of a rock that's really cool <laughs> so we'll see where that goes <laughs> yes very nice so this festival it's on next weekend um because yeah. um today is the 8th of june um yeah. and then so friday the 15th saturday 16th that's correct beautiful and if any of our listeners want more information, um, what, how, how should they channel those emotions? <laughs> <laughs> We've got the website at mostmusic.org. Awesome. Uh, so they can uh, channel away. <laughs> Great. And uh, we'll also be posting some more information about the uh, commissions and the, uh, the programme on social media as well so oh beautiful yeah. all right so let's finish with the the karen bows is it karen bows complete guide to the defensive midfielder um i think it's karen bows guide to the complete defensive midfielder. Uh, my mistake i apologize um all right and where was this recorded uh this one was recorded at emulsion five as well oh. so yeah all, all the recordings from the show after Multiplied at the Mac Birmingham. Grand. All right. Trish, Tom, thank you so much for coming to share with us this glorious festival, the creation of new music. There is no greater gift that you could possibly offer the world, I don't think. So congratulations <laughs> on your continued um what's the word? Um Quest. Insanity. Quest. Yeah. Quest. <laughs> And insanity, an insane <laughs> quest that can only end badly. Um. <laughs> yes, and in that spirit, thank you for having us on. Thank you.